Look here in Psalms 22 tonight, and we'll read just the first verse, and then we'll uh, give you the rest of this uh, message the Lord laid on heart several weeks ago. We've been, been in it for a minute or two, but we're going to try to finish it tonight and move on. The Bible says in verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I do thank you, Lord, for being here with us tonight. Lord, I'm so thankful and so grateful to be a part of a church where I can sense the, the moving of the Spirit of God. Lord, there's so many cold, dead places around where people go for months and years and never experience a service like tonight on a Wednesday night. Lord, I'm so glad that, Lord, you've met with us tonight. But I pray now you'd help me as I attempt to deliver the Word of God to your people. Lord, I pray that, Father, that I can say like Jesus said in John 17, that I've given them thy Word. And I pray tonight, God, that we would worship you not only in spirit but in truth tonight. And I pray that as I preach, you would preach to every heart that's here. I pray, God, that our ears would be open, Lord, that we'd be willing and ready to hear from heaven Father, I pray most of all, if there's one here that's lost tonight, Lord, I pray, God, tonight with all my heart that the Holy Ghost of God would convict their heart. And I pray, God, they'd realize that when they leave this place, it could be the last chance they have to be born again. Father, we pray, Lord, as John said, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we'll give you all the honor and all the praise for whatever happens tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. In verse number 1, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go unto the house, into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. And for some time, I really have lost count of how long we've been talking about this going thing. I will go, and we will go, and uh, let us go, and and uh, <laughs> and uh, and we're probably going to be on for a little bit longer because I've gotten my list keeps getting longer and longer and longer uh, about uh, I've got one that it's going to be rough, and I'm just you know I don't know if y'all I'm waiting for y'all to get back into church you know and get your get your system built up to handle it. So I'm just I'm, I'm waiting on that now. I'm just when the Lord tells me to preach it, I'll preach it. But 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 tonight we're, we've been looking here in the twenty and the hundredth and twenty second psalm where David said, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." And I'm glad tonight, that, like David, that I was able to come into the house of the Lord. This what we are doing tonight is what has been referred to as an inalienable right, a right given to us by God. And we should thank God for the privilege to be able to go into the house of the Lord. And David was a king. Uh, David not only was a king, but he was a general of the army of Israel. There was a lot of places David could go, and there was a, probably a lot of places he needed to go. Do you ever do you understand what I'm saying? As a husband, as a as a mother, it seems everything's never done. There's always somewhere you could go, and there's always something you could do. But Dave, somebody, I don't know who who it was, uh, but somebody said, David, let's go to the house of the Lord. And David said, when they said that, 
I was glad. Amen. When they said that, David didn't look at them and say, are you kidding me? You think I can stop what I'm doing? I'm the king of Israel and you want me to go? No, the Bible says, he, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And oh, tonight we should be thankful and, pray, and praise God that God's given us a place to come and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, people say, well, the churches, you know, I know I've heard all that and, and I, I've mentioned it almost every week since we've come back to church. I'm just going to keep on beating it and nailing it and hitting it. But did you know, I've heard people say, well, it doesn't really matter if you go to church or not. You can have church at home just like you can have church here. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. That's not true. That's false. That's not right. How would you like to say if somebody said, well, Brother Jason, you, you don't have to go to heaven. You can just watch it on. We'll let you watch it on TV. I don't, does anybody want to take that deal? You can just stay. We'll just put it on the big screen. You can just, now you can watch it. From, now, you understand, would that be going to heaven? It's just like coming to church. Listen, this, that, that, the assembling of God's people, it, 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 is, it is something that is a must for us. It's, a, it's, it's something we need. It's something we should desire. And David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And we've been on this. I'm going to go on and get, and get through it. But we said, because of the person who owns the house. Uh, he said, it's the house of the Lord. That's why I'm glad to go there. Uh, it wasn't David's house. Uh, it wasn't his tribe's house. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the Jews' house. It was the house of the Lord. He said, I want to go there. I'm glad to go there uh, because the name that's on that door is not my name and it's not your name, but it's the name of the Lord. And listen tonight, the name that's on the door, we might be Unity Baptist Church, uh, but you understand that who owns this place is the Lord Jesus Christ. It was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm glad to be here tonight because where I am tonight belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, when we come, we should be glad because we're going to His house. Then we said in verse 2, Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city builded. And Jerusalem is built as a city that's compact together. We mentioned the protection that's in the house. David said, I feel safe when I get there. He said, it's like the gates shut behind me. It, it, there's protection there. And he said, our feet, in verse 2, our feet shall stand within thy gates. <laughs> oh, and listen, we ought to thank the Lord. Be glad when we come. Because God, listen, the Lord has protected the church for 2,000 years. He's going to keep on protecting the church as well. I've read, I don't know if you've read it or not, you ought to. If you, uh, you ought to make time, take time, whatever you want to put, and read Fox's Book of Martyrs, and read the testimonies of men and women in days gone by uh, that died for their faith, and read about how God protected them. Uh, people like Polycarp, where they, they, they demanded that he deny the Lord. They demanded uh, that, that, that he turn on the Lord. They give him the paper to sign, deny the Lord Jesus Christ and he said he's been nothing but good to me how can I deny him now they lit him on fire and they said he wouldn't burn now you say that didn't happen you weren't there neither was I 
They said he sang, rejoice, brother David. You say, what was that? The angels of the Lord encompassed about him. Amen. And listen, and God's protected his people up down through the dark ages and the times where up the bloody Mary and Nero and, 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 and all the evil men and women that have been in the power in this world. And now tonight, God's still going to protect us. He said, our feet shall stand within thy gates. And oh, tonight, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, my, I, my feet are not worthy to be within the gates of the house of the Lord. Oh, and listen, I, I, I'll be honest with you, they sure are not worthy to be standing behind this sacred desk and preaching the Word of God. But I'm thankful by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the grace of God tonight, us that were unworthy have been made worthy through the finished work of Calvary and not because of our righteousness, but because of the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. You see, I've got my church clothes on tonight. I'm not talking about my suit and tie. I'm talking about the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen. You don't have to have a tie on or a suit on. And by, if I wasn't a preacher, I'd just be honest with you, I probably never would wear a tie. I probably wouldn't. But my preacher wore a tie. His preacher wore a tie and a suit. And by the grace of God, I'm going to wear one till I die as well. Amen. I feel like I'm doing something tonight that's special. I feel like I'm standing before you tonight representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm an ambassador of Christ. I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm a preacher of the Word of God. I feel like I ought to dress up, but that's not the most important thing that you wear to church. The most important thing is, are you robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ? But then we said in verse number 4, whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord and the testimony of Israel to give thanks under the name of the Lord. <coughs> David was glad because of the praise that was in the house. He said, boy, I like going there because when we go there, that's where we give thanks in the name of the Lord. <laughs> And listen, I, I, I know I repeat myself a lot, but did you know repetition is the mother of all learning? You ever heard that one before? That's not an original quote, by the way. I know you probably think I come up with that, but I didn't. But did you, listen, there's some things we ought to hear. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2, he says, The things which thou hast heard of me and among many witnesses, he said, The same things commit thou to faithful men who should be able to teach others also. Too many preachers tonight are worried about finding something new. I'm done doing that. I just want to preach the same things, the same thing, the same. What we need tonight are the same doctrines, the same word of God that our forefathers had. Listen, David said, well, I, I get so sidetracked. But anyhow, I don't know what it is, but anyhow, what I was going to say is, do you think Jesus is getting praised tonight out on Kentucky Lake? No. Now, he might be. No. It's a chance. Yeah, he could, Brother Hobbs. He could. Yeah, yeah. Don't argue with the preacher. You've, run, you've had, had that. Now, y'all don't ever end up well for you, Brother Hobbs. <laughs> I guarantee you somebody might catch a large mouth and say, praise God. But that's not it. He's not being, you understand, but I want to ask you something. How come, how can we come in here and not praise him? 
Hey, I mean, listen, it ought, we ought to be ashamed to come to church and not give thanks in the name of the Lord. Oh, and listen, that's why we ought to sing about them. Amen. Uh, because we're giving thanks in the name of the Lord. I, I listen, that's why we ought to uh, give praise unto Him. And, and if we're going to testify, make sure we testify about Him and, and brag on Him. I don't mind you talking about how, what God delivered you from. I believe we all, David talked about that. He said, I was in a horrible pit in the miry clay. But he didn't stop there. He said, but he inclined unto me and he heard my cry and lifted me up and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings and put a new song in my heart even praising to my God my story is not about being lost and on my way to hell my story is how he reached way down and saved a wretch like me we ought to give praise to God in his house amen I'm so tired Bill said well I remember when and I remember when and I, I want to ask you something was God better to your granny than he has been to you <laughs> was God better than your great grandma than, he, than he's been to you and how come she could praise him but we can't I tell you why we're so sophisticated now we're so afraid of somebody calling us a holy roller <laughs> tongue talker snake handler listen you ain't got to worry about me handling a snake other than with a 12 gauge or a 33, 12, 15, Amen. 17, all terrain. Amen, bro, Jared. <laughs> run over it and back up and run over it. I run over one the other day. A snake, I hit it with my both truck tires and both trailer tires. Bro. I was, and then when I come back, it was laying there, and I hit it with the other two truck tire. I got it with eight. Eight. Eight's the number of new beginnings. Did you know that? And that snake had a new beginning or a new ending. I don't know how you want to put that. But listen tonight, we ought to give thanks. I don't know how I got all that, but I don't really care what anybody, who cares what somebody else says about us. Listen, if they want to go to church and look like knots on a log, let them go to church. And listen, there's going to be no tongue talking around here. If it starts, I'll put a stop to it. There, nobody's going to stand up and start talking about seeing burning stars in the sky and hearing voices in their head. We'll call the doctor, you understand? We'll get them to the hospital. We'll get them checked out. None of that's going to go on here. We're not having no second blessings around here. We've got far beyond the second blessing. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. But I'm going to tell you something. The Baptists were shouting long before the Pentecostals ever come along. Long before there ever was an Azusa Street. Long before there ever was cloven tongues so-called a fire out there in California. They said, but long before there was a Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, T.D. Jakes, a Rod Parsley, or any other of those bunch of Preachers that they call themselves. That's so much better than what I was thinking. But long before that, God's people were giving him praise. Amen. You don't believe me. I've got a book. And I would say you could borrow it, but it's out of print and the guy that wrote it is dead, so I really don't like lending it out. But it's called America in Crimson Red. And Brother David, it tells about them stories in the early days of the colonial America. Our Baptist forefathers. And that established church people, you know, the Church of England folks, 
the, the sons of, uh, or the daughters of the Roman Catholic Church, some Protestants, they made fun of them for how they worship. They laughed at them because they'd drive by and see them having a baptism service and said they'd make fun of them because they'd, be, uh, uh, they'd be rejoicing and crying. They ca- called them crazy and, and they thought they were ignorant because of it. And all I'm saying is you don't have to shout. And you don't, but you ought to give God thanks some way. If it's just a head nod or if it's just that don't hurt, that doesn't hurt at all. I mean, listen, that don't hurt at all. I mean, it doesn't. It's not going to kill you. But, but listen, maybe it's just a smile or maybe it's just a tear. But, oh, God, help me not to come to his house and not give him praise. We're living in a world where man has become the God of this world. It, and God told us it's going to be this way in Romans chapter 1. He said they glorify him not as God, neither were thankful. And it says they worship the creature more than the creator. Right. Now y'all follow me right here. I'm going to be as nice as I can. I'll never by the help of God bow my knee to any man. Amen. Never. Amen. And it's not because, let me tell you, and any man that would ask another man to bow, it, something's wrong with him too. Now, you may kill me and make me do it, but I'm not going to do it under my own power and by my own. You may drug me up, you know, hit me with them tranquilizers, get me all loopy, and I might do it if I'm out of my mind. But if God will help me, I never want to bow my knee to anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, help us to have a heart like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who says, Our God's able to deliver us from this fiery furnace, but if not, let it be known unto you. Oh, we will not bow unto your image, Nebuchadnezzar. And listen tonight, we should praise God. We should come in here and lift him up and give him thanks. Verse 6, he says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they shall prosper, that love thee. David said, I want to go. I was glad because of the prayers that are offered in this house. David was glad because there were some things he needed to talk to God about. And I want to say tonight, there's some things that I need to talk to God about. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm really burdened about what's going on in our country. It's not, I'm not aggravated about it. I'm broken by it. Breaks my heart. I believe it was. I believe it was Monday. I was down in Fulton. Yeah, Hickman. I stopped at a gas station. There was this older black gentleman there getting gas, and I walked over there and I shook his hand. And God told me to do it. That's why I did it. And I said, I want you to know something, sir. I don't know you. I said, but I want to tell you, I love you. And I said, you're you're probably more of a man than I am. And I said, I want you to know, if I, if I or any of my, pe- my people have ever offended you, I, I want to apologize. But I said, I want you to know that me and you, this, we're not the, this isn't the problem. And this, I said, the, the problem, he said, it's them devils. He cut me, he said, it's them devils. I said, yep, it's them devils straight out of hell. And that man stood there and we talked and we had prayer right there. And, and people probably thought they probably was getting ready to call off. Thought he was going to start. But I just, I don't know why. 
But listen, there's some things on my heart. David said, I got to go. He said, I got to go because there's some things I need to pray about. And tonight, aren't you glad we can come to the church and pray? Aren't you glad we don't have to sing uh, just as I am to come and pray? Oh, And by the way, as long as God allows me to be the pastor here, and y'all might change your mind tonight, and I wouldn't blame you one bit, I promise you. Like I told you, I'm going to stay in the parsonage if you get a new pastor. But other than that, y'all can do what you want to do. And if you don't like it, you can come move every bit, and you wouldn't believe the stuff that's in that parsonage. And my dog, my dog hotel over there I got built now. (laughs) I promise you, Miss Bertine, I'm not going to build them all the way down to the graveyard. But, but prayer. I don't know where I was going, but David said, but we'll pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We can pray when we come to the house of God. Prayers. Prayer. We can come to the house of God and we can pray. What I'm saying is, if God will help me, we're never going to have a time in church where people can't come and pray. Amen. And I'm just going to get this off my chest because I am the pastor. I know we got visitors. But I'll tell you something that irks me. It's when somebody comes and prays and nobody comes and prays with them. Now, go ahead and I do appreciate you minding the Lord. But it shouldn't take that long. Now, y'all can get mad at me. It's just getting quiet. I don't care. Like I said, I'm going to stay in the parsonage. Y'all vote me out. Y'all just going to have to divide that off. You're going to have to get old um, Dennis Looper up here, survey it off, and just build a big call fence. But, but listen, nobody should feel uncomfortable about praying. Right, nobody. Now, it shouldn't make anybody nervous. When somebody, you say, well, they could have waited. Maybe they couldn't wait. Maybe they couldn't. Well, you know what we tell lost people? You better move when God calls. But how come when God calls one of his children and they're struggling and they've got a burden in their heart and they've been, they, maybe it's at work or maybe it's at home or, or maybe it's at home, work, church, everywhere they've got problems and the Lord begins to work. When should they come and pray? Right then is when they should come and pray. We should pray confidently. The Bible says we should ask in faith in James 1.6. Ginger sometimes, Ginger gets a lot of what she asks for, but not everything she asks for. And she'll come to me. She used to be worse about she's gotten smarter. She's gotten wiser in her ways of trying to manipulate me. But when she was younger, she'd come to me and say, Daddy, can I ask you something? Now, you know, I know she knows she can ask me something. I know something's going on. And I'd be like, sure. And she'd say this, I know you're going to say no. And when she'd say that, I'd be, I want to say, yep, so no. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times that's how we talk to God. Yeah. Lord, can I ask? You don't have to ask him. Can and by the way, if you know he's going to say no, don't waste your time asking him. Right. But we can come to the house of God and pray. It's a house of prayer. We should pray specifically. We should pray constantly. We should pray continually. Over there in Acts 12, they'd lock Peter up. And by the way, the Bible says he was chained between two Roman soldiers with two chains between two Roman soldiers. And he was asleep. That's how, how much faith Peter had. He was asleep. They were going to cut his head off the next day. And he was asleep. He wasn't worried about it. He was in the will of God. He, he had faith in God. That's the same Peter that just a few years earlier denied Christ. But now he's got so much faith. And the Bible says, but in, in, in Acts 12, 5, that Peter therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. 
church should pray continually. The church should pray confidently and concisely, but continually we should pray without ceasing, without ceasing. The church made prayers unto God for Peter. And tonight there's people who need us to never cease to pray for them. We need to pray. Never give up on our lost family and loved ones. People in this community, there's people all around us that are lost. They're, they're lost and they're going to hell. And they need people who will be willing to be intercessors for them. One of the greatest ministries we have as Christians is that of intercessory prayer. That we can intercede for somebody else. Just like Abraham did for Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah where God said, Abraham, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy that city, that wicked city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And oh, Abraham began to plead with God. And he said, Lord, if there's a hundred, and God said, yes, I'll spare it. And Abraham said, I know there ain't a hundred down there. And he said, what about 50? He said, yes. What about, he, all, he got all the way down to 10 and God said, yes, if you'll find 10. You know what Abraham was doing? He was interceding for Lot and for Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know what we need to do for this whole wicked world? We need to stand between them and God and say, oh God, hold back, hold back. Like Hezekiah said, uh, he says in wrath, uh, in Habakkuk, not Hezekiah, Habakkuk said, revive thy works in the midst of years, in the midst of years make known. In wrath, remember mercy. Pray. David, verse 7 says, peace be within thy walls. I believe David loved going to the house of the Lord because of the peace that was in the house. David was a warrior. David was a warrior. Do y'all believe that? He was a fighter. And the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. Do you believe that too? That's in the King James. So all this pansy, you know, turn in your guns, that ain't God. God ain't, that's not, anyhow. If you want to turn them in, turn them in to me. I'll take good care of them. Put them to good use. But David was a warrior. And he wasn't afraid to fight. But he went to the house of God. He said, I can lay my sword down and go in there in peace. If there's any place tonight where there should be peace, it should be within the walls of the house of God. Do you ever wonder why there's been so much conflict in the last in churches over the last forever since the church since the beginning and nice and fire they got this thing started we kept back part that they promised God they dropped dead I mean listen you don't talk about an odd service that was an odd service and and it's been going on ever since the de- you know why because the devil's going to do everything he can to let there not be peace within these walls. But it's our job, our responsibility to do our part to maintain peace in the house of God. Because here's why it's so important. There are people that their life is nothing but conflict. They can't go to sleep at night because there's conflict. When they get up in the morning, there's conflict. There's a war. When they go to work, when they, uh, all throughout the day, there's, there's, there's conflict, there's a war, there's a battle. We're all in this, we, you understand, there's a war going on with all of us. Right. And when we come in here, we should be able to find peace. Verse 8 and 9, he says, For thy brethren, for my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Amen. Because of the house of the Lord of God, I will seek thy good. 
I believe David was glad because of the people that's in the house. He says, my brethren and companions say, I'm going to put this real plain so you can understand. If you don't love God's people, you're not saved. Amen. Is that clear enough? Amen. I'm not going to speak any allegories or parables or, or just plain out. If you don't love God's people, right. you have never been saved. You are lost. Not looking at you. Like, I'm just like, because you got a good smile. And you're still some. I've done done put one down right there. So make sure no flies or wasps fly in his throat. Was he's fine. I'd rather be asleep right there as as out somewhere else. You say, Brother James, I need Bible for that. Well, there's lots of it, but here's a good verse. First John three fourteen. We know that we have passed passed from death and life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. David said, I was glad because of the people that's in the house. We're not a perfect people, but we're a pardoned people. I love God's people, don't you? I've heard bad stories about them my whole life, but I've just not seen that much of it myself. I'm just going to be honest. I've heard these horrible tales about how awful God's people are. But I wouldn't be here tonight. If it weren't for the people of God. God's people are good people. I'm talking about the real ones, not the not the not the counterfeits, not the put-ons, not the not the not the wolves and sheep clothing that hang around. I'm talking about the real deal, died in the wool, true blue Christians. And I've been hurt. I'm we've all been hurt. Let's don't start doing all that here. Look at my look at my cut. No, mine's bigger. I got hurt worse than you did. No, I got hurt worse than you did. I was, I was mowing today over there at uh, Mark, several, no, at Chris Burnett's house and his two grandsons, Jake, and they, they, they always come out and talk. They just like love that lot. They just, they're into it. And these little boys, they're just a hoot. And they got to tell me these fishing stories. And, and Jake said, well, I caught a two-pound small about the other day. And the other little, his, little, his cousin said, well, my, I caught a three-and-a-half largemouth over here. And then he said, well, he said, I think mine was more like five. And it kept getting bigger and bigger. I said, well, y'all deep sea fishing? <laughs> and uh, Chris come out. But, you know, a lot of times that's the way church folks are. Well, let me tell you this one time this person done this to me. And then, well, pfft, let me tell you what happened to me. And then, it, and then it just turns into a, but I got news for it. I could probably tell you some stories. But all in all, Brother David, 37 years. From being a little bitty boy in Sunday school to a, a, a pastor of a church, been preaching 20 years. God's people have been good to me. They've encouraged me. They've loved me. They've, they've, they've protected me. I've had some look me right in the eye and say, you're messing up. You better, and they've, they've saved me from a lot of hard times. God's men. I know there's crooked preachers out there. I know they are. I know they are crooked, so I mean, just crooked as a snake. But I'm just going to tell you my story. The men of God I've known were good men. And like the writer of Hebrews said, the world wasn't worthy of those men, and neither was I. But I like coming to the house of God because of the people that's in the house. Amen. And uh, we should all, you know, 
it, it's amazing how much, you know, everybody talks about what they get from it, what they get from church. It's amazing what, how much more we'll get from it if when we come, we don't wait for the choir or the special or, to be glad. We should be glad before we ever get here. Yes. 